0: Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Combed Education Podcast, Let's Talk Hair. My name is Aras. I am your host. Uh, For those of you, if this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you are a regular Comey and you listen every Sunday, welcome back. Um, We're doing a little something different on the podcast today. Up until this point, Uh, It has been just me giving you guys everything that I have learned over my almost 22 years in this industry, whether it's formulation, whether it's technique, whether it's mindset, whether it's business, I've given you my perspective on the lessons that I've learned. I feel like at this point, um, it's important to start bringing in other people in areas where they shine, where they thrive. I do it all, but that doesn't mean I'm great at all of it, right? So a few episodes ago, I had Michelle, uh, aka Beauty Business Guide on here. And uh, today we have a really special guest. And, and the reason I say she's special is we have been friends since we were three. And it's so wild when I look at our relationship over the last over 30 years. Okay, just keeping it real here, and how our friendship blossomed into working together in business. So, if you don't know, her name is Tanya Kara. She is the owner of Influence PRX, which is a social media firm. And the reason I brought her on is because Tanya is very involved in representing. Uh, and I'll let her tell her story, but in representing brands and manufacturers and distributors within the beauty industry on social media. So she has a different perspective on what uh, brands and, and distributors are looking for. And she also has a different perspective on how we as hairdressers need to show up on social media. So I'm super excited to pick her brain today, but before I get into any of it, I'm gonna toss it over to Tanya. And she'll tell you guys a little bit about her story and how she got where she is. So, Tanya, thank you. Thank you for coming on here. I'm so excited. And I think people are going to get so much value out of this episode. So take it away, girl.
1: Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be here. We've been friends for more than 30 years, like 30 plus. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane, but it's it's so amazing to see everything that you're doing on social media. You are killing it. Your page is growing so fast. So I'm really excited to see what we talk about today and give you all the 411 on everything that's going on right now. 2022, Instagram's changing quick. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, the algorithm, all these changes on IG, everyone's realizing it's necessary. So I'm really excited to talk to you about everything today. I've been in the social media world since 2015, running social media for different businesses. And so I'm really excited just to talk all things social media with you today.
0: So you've been in social since 2015 but I think you got your start way before Instagram was a thing. Right? Like you she was back on the the MySpace days guys. <laughs>
1: So it's really cool how everything came full circle with me being back in the beauty industry because back, back, back in the day, I used to sell jewelry online and I used to have a MySpace page where I used to sell my jewelry and then um, Facebook, I was selling jewelry on Facebook. I was selling jewelry through Twitter and then Instagram came out. That was a game changer. But back in the day, back in 2012, 13 people were not really shopping online. So what I had to do to sell my jewelry is I ended up going to different hair salons throughout Orange County, California, where I was from. And I would make deals with salon owners to sell my jewelry on consignment. So they would keep 40% of sales. I would keep 60%. And I ended up having over 30 hair salons at one point throughout orange county so I would just drive around and I would go and service the different salons and you know refresh the jewelry bring new merchandise and it's crazy because fast forward to now here I am again working with like you hair industry
0: to be in the hair industry but not a hairdresser yes like <laughs> I feel like at all points in your careers and your entrepreneurialships like there's always been an association with the hair industry. I don't know, just as your friend, I feel like there's something in you that's very drawn to it. Um, and I think you get hairdressers, you understand because you're a creative yourself. So even though you're not creating hair art, you're a natural, intuitive, creative. And so I think that's part of the reason you're drawn um, to the hair industry. So I think it's it's been really cool watching your journey and especially now coming full circle and seeing how involved you are in the hair industry with these brands and distributors and manufacturers. So you represent quite a few um, different brands, I suppose, in the industry, right? Like We're not going to give any names because there's, there's weird stuff around that kind of stuff. But tell me a little bit about who and what you kind of, not who, but like what you're working with.
1: So my company is a social media management company, Influence PRX, and we run social media for distributors in the beauty industry, and some beauty brands and manufacturers. So We don't specifically only work with those, uh, with the beauty industry. It just happens to end up that way that a lot of the brands that we work with are in the beauty industry. And so we help them come up with like marketing campaigns and giveaways and just really cool ways to where we can use social media in a fun, not always salesy, boring way.
0: Right. Right. So I wanted to one of the reasons I wanted you to come on is because I feel like every time you and I talk outside of work, there's always aha moments for me. There's always like like I remember, guys, and when Instagram first came out, Tanya's like, you need to post your work. You need to constantly. And I didn't listen. And like I am shooting myself in the foot because I feel like my page could have grown so much more. I could have had so much more influence on this industry and I didn't listen. So now like every time I hear her say something, I'm like, okay, Tanya said to do that. So I'm going to do it like a year ago, Tanya's or not even a year ago, whatever, whenever reels came out, Tanya's like, you need to post reels. I'm like, okay, I'm posting reels. Like, so she's got a lot of insight because she's on the back end. So I wanted her to kind of like, if you're a hairdresser that is wanting to get noticed or get the attention of some of these bigger brands or publications, uh, manufacturers or distributors, there's certain things that they're looking for. And I think a lot of us just post pictures of hair and we love it, right? We're like, fuck, this is amazing. And these publications are going to love it. And they don't even like give us the time of day. So what I think I've learned Um, a little bit, but I want Tanya to share, like, what is it in the photo or the reel or the caption or the video? What is it that brands and manufacturers and distributors are looking for, not only in the post, but just from the account in general? So this is
1: probably the most current advice or feedback I could give any hairdresser that wants brands or distributors or manufacturers to notice them and repost them is, When your personality shines and you are your true authentic self on Instagram, Instagram reels, Instagram stories, and it doesn't have to be every single post. You can have posts that's hair posts where it's like a transformation or a before and after reel. But when you sprinkle yourself throughout your feed and in your stories and you are your true authentic self, that is what distributors and brands are looking for the most right now.
0: I think we've and Tanya, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, I'm heavily involved in social media as well in my own. So I think in this industry, it's it's shifting on social media from these highly curated, perfectly posed still images to know we need that humanness back. We need to know that, like for the I choose to follow accounts. Because of their humanness, not necessarily because of the work they post, right? There's one hairdresser that I follow and I love, love, love watching her stories. She just like, and I'm not going to say any names because she's not, she doesn't have a big audience, but her stories, like she sprinkles her personality, she posts a lot of like, spiritual motivational quotes and videos and she has like the cutest animal videos so i look forward to going and watching her stories because i connect with her i she's not just posting hair and so if that's what i'm looking for as a stylist you guys better believe that brands are looking for that along with the beautiful work right like this is all stuff we should know don't have a messy background don't like make sure the hair is grown make sure it's pretty like check the angles, but also to build a relationship with the brands they need. Right, Tanya, like they need to know who are you? What is your essence? What is your humanness? What do you bring to the table that's different? And that doesn't mean it has to be kooky and wild. But like Tanya said, when you let your true authenticity shine, that's your uniqueness. So I think, Tanya, a lot of people are afraid of that. Are afraid to go on stories, they're afraid to show themselves. What I mean, what advice do you have for that? Because I know let me just say one thing. It's it's a learned social media and and filming yourself, and that is learned. I don't think it comes naturally for anybody. I remember a couple of years ago, Tanya shared her first video that she ever did on Facebook Live, and like you're <laughs> so different now than back then. So same with me. Like if I look at my first Facebook live, it was cringy, but I did it right. And the more, so what advice do you have to overcome that whole, like, I can't like, what can you say to that? One of the biggest things you can do is just
1: start recording content in your camera roll and just keep doing it. You don't even have to post it at first. If you really don't want to, you have your phone and just start Uh, recording videos, record, take out your phone, go into your camera roll, press record and just start doing them. And if you don't like the way you look and sound, keep doing it and keep doing it. And eventually you're going to get over it and you're going to take action, post it on your story. Now transfer, go into your stories and start doing it in stories and post it. Don't overthink it. Just do it. You can save your stories. You can upload it as a reel. If you don't just start doing it, you're never gonna get better. So just the more you just do it, the better you're gonna get. And I always tell people that you care about your content way more than anybody else does. We got, we are, that's
0: so true.
1: <laughs> we're being so inundated with content right now, and everyone's realizing they need to be on social media. Everyone's posting more. When we go on Instagram, we are seeing post after post after post after post. I'm sorry, you guys, but most people are probably going to look at your post and they're just going to scroll right past it. Okay.
0: That's so true.
1: And what's going to happen is you're going to get better and better and better and better and then by the time people stop and really start to consume a ton of your content, your content's going to be so good because you've been doing it for so long. And now everyone's going to go, "Oh my gosh, how did you get so good?" because you've been practicing it and you've been doing it. So by the time people really start paying attention to your content, you're already going to be so good because you've been doing it for so long.
0: So true. Like when I, when I coach and train people who want to be educators um, and I've done this for many, many years, my biggest advice is to, to practice the class at least 30 times, 10 times, watch it without listening, 10 times, listen without watching. And then 10 times watch, like record it 30 times. So that Dang. way, like when, you, when you actually go to do the class, it's natural, so it's the same thing. I think what you're saying with stories, like even if you don't post the content, the videos, the reels, just do it. Me and my husband have a a saying in our house, and we say JFDI, and it's just fucking do it. Don't overthink it. Just fucking do it. Because like Tanya said, ninety nine percent of the time people don't care that much, and there is that one percent that's gonna criticize, that's gonna talk smack, that's gonna judge. Who fucking cares? sorry. I'm like, you're doing you, you're showing yourself, you're attracting your ideal client. You're doing what you need to do to show up when you let the judgment or the fear of judgment from other people stop you. That's the biggest mistake you can make in your business. I think like you have to just, just do it. And so like Tanya said, practice, I think that's phenomenal advice. Um, I think my
1: biggest thing is I stop myself. I'm one of those people where I'm blessed because I don't care that much about what people think, but guess what? I stop myself. I am my biggest hurdle, which I think a lot of people will, if you really reflect, it's like, yeah, I don't shoot content that can take me five minutes to create a reel and post it because of all the self-talk.
0: And so it's overcoming that. And I hope you guys heard that. This is somebody who's been doing social media since social media came about. This is somebody who represents brands and she still struggles with it, too. Nobody. It's not like I said, it's learned. It's a constant discipline. It's a constant like consistency of doing. It's not natural. Like we have to force ourselves. But when you see a new way out the pros and the cons of putting yourself out there versus not of taking that five minutes versus not like your business, your life, your everything can transform from social media guys, all of these influencers who have hundreds of thousands of followers, they started at zero. And it doesn't mean they're more talented than you. It doesn't mean they're better than you. What it means is they're just more consistent. Period. End of story. There are people who are making way more money than you and you're probably more talented, but guess what? They were disciplined and they were consistent and it's the same thing for your business. And it's the same thing for social media. So preach it, preach. Huge tip. Like, no, but for (laughs) real though, like, I think when I, when I realized that it was a huge epiphany for me and my business started to transform because it's not, it's not talent. It's, consistency and dedication like that's really what it boils down to talent plays a part okay fine but like how consistent are you so thank you for that tip if you guys please like take the time and just practice you have to show up on social media but here's what I wanted to talk about next is you gotta know who are you showing up for so I'm not a social media guru but I stay on the Facebook pages. I stay stalking Instagram. I read people's captions. I look at people's pages for none other than I'm just nosy. Right. But one of the biggest things that I think some of you are missing is who are you talking to? Because I'll see on the Facebook groups all the time. Hey, this is my hair page. I want other hairdresser followers. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Or on all the Facebook forums or even on Instagram DMs. Like, who are you talking to, though? Because if you grow an audience of hairdressers that are following you, what are you offering them? So for example, the re- I talk to hairdressers, right? I don't talk to ideal clients. I don't use my social media to bring in clients in my chair. I use my social media to educate this industry. So it makes sense that I then want my followers to be hairdressers. But if you're using social to bring in like, Tonya, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think it's important to figure out who you're talking to and like really narrow it down?
1: I think if you are using Instagram for your business to either uh, get new clients or sell something or whatever your goal is, I think the biggest thing is first, you need to decide what is my intention with my Instagram? Let's say Instagram, for example, what is my intention? Do I want to get more clients? Do I want to get more people in my chair? Do I want to make more money by booking more people? Do I want to, um, okay, actually, no, I don't want to book new people, but now I want to start attracting sponsorships or brands, or is your goal that you want to attract hairdressers to buy your course? If you are talking to people that you want, sitting in your chair, new clients that you want to do their hair, and you're talking to hairdressers, and you're trying to get brands to recognize you, and you are doing all three of those things, it is going to take you a very long time to get results. Why? Because those are three different audiences. So my advice would be first to decide what is my ultimate goal with my page? If you want to attract more clients, that is one goal. Create content focusing on those people. You can even get more specific with that on what kind of services do you really want to focus on? Um, if you want to attract, uh, hairdressers, you need to create content to help hairdressers. So that way they want to follow your page. You really have to choose who you're talking to instead of just making it super broad and just posting whatever you want.
0: I'm going to give some feedback on this. Cause like I said, I stalk Instagram and I watch what everybody, not everybody, but whoever comes across my, my scroll or my for you page. So here's an example. If your goal is to bring in more clients in your chair and build your business to post a hair photo with the technique and your formula is absolutely irrelevant. Because if I'm Cindy, the client, and I go on Tanya, the hairdresser's page, and she's like, oh, I did a diagonal back weave with a baby light and a tip out my formula was blah blah," I'm going to be like, okay, that's cool. But like, I don't I don't care. Show me why I should be sitting in your chair. So instead of sharing the formula, you could share the client's story. This client came to me. She has been searching for somebody for months and months. Look at how happy she is. We gave her exactly what she wanted. But like, see how the tone changes on who you're speaking to. If you're trying to get brands to recognize you, shared formula, share your technique, tag the brands. But if it's for hairdressers or I'm sorry, if it's for clients, there is no relevance of you posting formulas. There is no relevance of you only posting hair photos. If you're trying to bring clients in your chair, what is their experience going to be like when they come see you? Do you offer beer and wine? post about it. Do you offer an espresso boutique coffee post about it? What are the lines that you're retailing? Why do you love it? Give them an idea of the experience so that they get FOMO and they want to come to you. But if you're just right, Tony, like if you're just posting hair and formulas and techniques, they're not going to come see you. I don't care how beautiful the pictures are. The humanness is gone, right? Right. I want to know who you
1: are. I want to know what you're about. I want to know what it looks like in your salon or in your chair. I want to know what I'm getting myself into. By the time that person ends up in your chair, they should already feel like they know you.
0: Yes. And the same goes for if you're trying to help hairdressers. Like my mission, my vision is to elevate this industry through my own learnings, right? So when I'm on social and I'm creating my content or the podcast or whatever, and I go teach a class, somebody's like, "I feel like I already know you sweet mission accomplished like that's that's the beauty of what you can do with social media and so we me and Tanya were talking about earlier of like I think one of the biggest takeaways I hope that you're having listening to this is to figure out who you're talking to and narrow it down and then curate your page for those people. So Tanya said something earlier about, okay, say you're trying to get clients, then you can even get a little bit more specific. So the services, the the environment, do you want to talk a little bit about that, Tanya?
1: Yeah, it's really important to attract the people that you want for your business. There's there's unlimited business out there. It's just what are you doing to attract them? So if you are looking for, let's just say, Audas talks a lot about great coverage clients and how this is like a, an amazing service to offer and how beneficial it can be to your business. So let's say that's what you want to do. You're not going to want to have an Instagram page that's neon and bright and crazy and wild if you're trying Pink to and attract- leopard print and glitter. If you're trying to attract great coverage clients, you want to talk to them. You want to show how you help other people and how you transform their hair and how this person came in and used this color on them, hundred percent great coverage, ten minute processing time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I talk about all the time, guys. It's a little plug, guys.
1: <laughs> and you're in and you're in and out of they are in and out of your chair in 45 minutes, and their hair looks amazing. I'm going to go, you know what? I don't want to be at the salon for two hours. I have gray hair. Her page looks super awesome. Her salon looks super awesome. I want to go get my hair done with her because everything that she's posting has to do with me versus I'm someone who's looking for a hairdresser to do my gray coverage, but then you're over here posting formulas and you have a new And bright pink hair. I'm not going to follow you and I'm not going
0: to come to you, even though you might be really good at that. Right. And another tip too is cater your environment to your ideal client. So one of the things I always joke about is like, you can't have, cause one of my sweets was hot pink and teal. Okay. I'm not going to lie. It was big mistake, but at the time, do you remember that one, Tanya? It was like yes. hot pink and teal. Okay. So if that's what my studio looks like, or my salon, it's like bright colors and hot pink or whatever, but I'm looking to do very lived in balayage, boho, that is not going to attract that person. So the girls or the women who like that lived in balayage, tip out, whatever, where are they shopping? What Instagram pages are they following? What are they attracted to? you make your space and your page look like that so they're instantly attracted to you something that i've tested even with my own content is some of my content is very loud and bright neon yellow like that is very me but then i posted content with more muted colors and sure as shit guys the muted colors do better they get more engagement even if it's the same information So it's like you have to think about who you're talking to and what they want to see. So let's go back to Tanya's example. Say your goal is gray coverage. So I do a lot of gray coverage. But for me, my target market for gray coverage is women in their 30s to their 50s. I'm not bringing in and no offense to my little old ladies, but those aren't who I want because the little old ladies are on a fixed income, they're not gonna pay me $160 for gray coverage. But my my women in their 30s to 50s who are working, who are producing a great income, so I cater to them. So yes, they have gray hair, but that doesn't mean they're old ladies and they want antiques in the salon. They still (laughs) want a green boho beige vibe. So I talk to them and my space attracts them. I remember I used to work with a hairdressers who she aged with her clients, right? She was older. Her clients were older and her space was older, but it worked like they wanted the buffet with the little trinkets and the antique stuff like that spoke to her 75 year old clients. They loved it. So who are you talking to? So freaking important. Narrow that down and talk to that person in every post. It will be a game changer for you, right? Game changer. Okay, so let's talk about some social media etiquette and five, maybe five or six, four, three, whatever, things that hairdressers should be doing right now, 2022, to up their social media game, whatever the end result is, more clients, more exposure, brand affiliations, education, whatever, like, what do we need to do now? So some,
1: when I, when I hear social media etiquette, I immediately think, and I'm just being real, you guys. I'm here to help you guys out. The hairdressers who tag like 50 hair pages, okay, 20, because I think that's yeah, the max. That's the max. The hairdressers that tag 20 hair pages in every single post. Yes, I get it. You want those people to see your post. I totally get that. But when distributors or um hair pages or manufacturers, brands, they look and they see that you tagged 20 other people or 19 other people. Now they don't feel as special anymore. Now they don't feel as much like you are promoting their page and trying to send traffic to their page, which means so much to them. Instead, I would highly suggest as good social media etiquette to be more selective in the accounts that you're tagging. So maybe choose five pages that you want to tag on that reel that you do.
0: And then Can the next I interject reel- on this really quickly because this is an aha moment that I'm having right now. I think this is true for publication pages too, guys. So if you tag competing publication pages- in the same post, if I were that, I just fucking realized this. If I were them and I saw that, okay, this person tagged me, the hair is beautiful. Wow. But then they also tagged my competitors. I'm out. So I'm going to name drop here. Don't tag uh, behind the chair, modern salon and beauty launch pad in the same post. They are competitors. Like it doesn't. I just had that all because I do it and it's like, oh shit, no, I need to not do that. Because like you said, Tanya, yes, I want to get my content noticed, but as the person on the other side of the screen, they're looking, because if they repost it, it's going to repost with all those tags. They're not going to want to drive traffic to other, right? Other pages. So
1: that segues me into what are some things hairdressers need to be doing now to up their social media game. And it's start aligning yourself with distributors, brands, hair pages that really fall in line with your values and really start creating content and tagging those people instead of trying to just tag everyone and grab everyone's attention. Because if you have maybe a color line or two that you love, um, styling tools or um, foils that you love, um a distributor that you love working with and you create content with those things and tag those people guess what's going to happen after a year or two years or 3 years they are going to know who you are by your name Bingo. within their marketing meetings they might even be like bringing up your Instagram handle and you'll never even know it but they're talking about you and they're noticing you and they're seeing you because you've been consistently marketing them and using their products And that is
0: how you speak from experience, huh? Totally. (laughs) When I, when we do like with Magix guys, you guys know I work for Magix. It's not uh, any lie. I'm there, you know, I do a lot with them. There are people who consistently tag Magix and you have no idea, but we're talking about you. And so I'm sure that that's true for your other brands and manufacturers and distributors that you're working with. So again, consistency, again, narrow down your vision. Like anyway, sorry, Tanya. I had to just put that out there.
1: Well, I think it's really important to do that. Is find those brands or companies or distributors that you that really align with what you believe in and use more of their products. Tag them. That will bring you so much opportunity. A lot of hairdressers are not doing that right now, so that itself will get you ahead. Of course, post reels if you aren't yet. Like,
0: come on, no get with the program. Post reels. Do it, guys. Get to it. You have to. Video.
1: Video content.
0: But Tanya, video can't content. they even post reels without showing their faces? You don't have to yeah. do the stupid dances, guys. Like, no. you really don't. Just get a cool audio and record. You're already, your phone is in your hand. Yes. No- um, and
1: then another thing I would say is get a tripod from Amazon, put your phone on it and just stick it next to you. And sometimes just press play and shoot content of you doing hair. A super, super easy way to create content. Um, I would say connect with people, engage. If you post on social media, start interacting with other people that like your content, start interacting with people that you want to target and bring them to your page. So maybe they can follow you. I would say engagement is a really big one. Um, I think those are the main things I would say to do right now.
0: I want to elaborate a little bit on engagement, guys, because this is something that took a long time for me to get through my hard head. I was serial post and ghost, meaning I would just scroll on Instagram, not like, like I would like it in my head, like, oh, that's cute. But I wouldn't double tap. I wouldn't comment. I would just scroll and then I would post something and then ghost my account. I would sign off and not be on for a few hours and then come back to very, very few likes and or comments, and I was at a point, this was a couple years ago, where I was like, well, people just don't care. People don't want to engage. People don't want to leave comments. People, 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 people. And then I was like, oh, shit. Guess what? I don't want to engage. I don't comment. I don't like. I don't um, DM and have conversations. I wasn't doing it. And I was expecting everybody else to do it. And it was such a big like realization for me of like, This is called social media. So like literally the word is social. So you can't just post and expect all of this engagement and likes if you're not doing it. This is so big. And I hope you hear what Tanya is saying and what I'm saying. Engage with your target audience. If it's clients, and you're in a China you told me this once too, like if you're in a specific city, follow coffee shops within that city, follow boutique stores within that city, engage in their, co- like you don't know what can happen in, unless you start talking to people. And so what you send a DM and they don't respond. Who cares? Who- well,
1: now, now DMs are more powerful than ever because people are so antisocial on social media. People don't comment. People don't like. People don't interact. So if somebody reaches out to you and leaves you a comment, you're probably going to wonder who that person is and go to their page. Bingo. If you like their page, they're going to follow you. Or if you DM them and you introduce yourself in some cool way, not where you're like a robot, you know, you come up with your own style. People really appreciate so any kind of support. So they're going to give it back to you.
0: Bingo. It is a two-way street. And so I think the days of posting and like three hashtags and then all of a sudden you get all these likes and comments and follows, like those days are gone. People are stingy as shit with their likes and comments. But what I have found is when I'm not stingy with my likes and comments and it's authentic, right? I'm not just liking and commenting just for the fuck of it. It is authentic. If, some, if I had an aha moment... I find that it's reciprocated, even if it's not from the same person. The energy is reciprocated. And now my page is alive right now. My page is getting interaction because I'm doing it as well. Like you can't not engage with people. It's social fucking media. And
1: don't forget your distributor and the brand and the color that you use and the foils that you use, follow those pages. And when they post and you like and comment and you're liking and comment and supporting their posts and you're watching the stories and clicking the little heart and liking the stories, that is you showing them the ultimate support. So when opportunities come up, you might be one of the first people they think of because you've been creating content and tagging them and engaging and liking their posts for two years or three years and they're like, wow. And you're 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 letting your personality shine and you're posting reels and you're showing yourself in stories. And now these people feel like they know you to the point to where they want to invite you to an opportunity because they feel like they know you and they want you to be a part of their brand. I'm telling you right now the future of social media and brands and distributors in the beauty industry is the hairdresser and your personality and who you are and what you're about and your consistency. And now is the time to start that. So if you do that for a year or two years or three years, you're ahead of the game. There's so, many, so much opportunity for you that other people aren't going to have just because you put more time in consistently.
0: And I want to add one thing to this. When Tanya was saying, you know, uh, when you tag the foil companies or the color companies, there are some brands that, yes, they're not going to even notice you just because you follow them, or just because you tag them. But when you follow them, when you tag them, when you like their posts, when you comment on their posts consistently, that's when they will notice you. It's not just them reposting pretty work. There is a relationship, even if it's an unspoken relationship, that you need to build. So I know a lot of hairdressers, and I've talked to you guys, and you're like, F this brand. They don't even look at my stuff. They don't. I'm like, well, are you liking and commenting their stuff? Or are you just tagging them being a freaking mooch, wanting them to repost you? I'm being serious, though. Like, it is a two way street. So if you're not supporting them, you better not get mad that they're not supporting you.
1: You guys, there's in one of the the companies that we work with, there was a hairdresser that was creating incredible content. And that person, for whatever reason, stopped posting for a good like six months. And then recently I saw a post from that person and remembered how much support that hairdresser used to show for like consistently for like the prior year. And guess what I did? We featured that hairdresser's work because of how much love they showed that brand in the past so you have no idea how far your support and your consistency will go
0: with people so just do it just go for it and do it big brands guys like even these big conglomerates these giants there is still a human being or two or three behind these accounts and they're strategically choosing who they want to feature And let me tell you something, as as one of those people that's
1: behind the accounts, typically our personalities, social media is 24 seven, it's always going, we are very obsessive people. And most those people are looking at every tag, they're looking at every comment. And there might be so many tags and comments coming in, that maybe and it's not great for, that's this is not how Influence PRX operates, but I'm just hypothetically Other speaking, brands, yeah, if yeah. you're Schwarzkopf and you are having a thousand tags a day, I don't know, I'm making this Probably number Probably more up. than that. I'm okay. not in the account, so I'm just, I'm making it up. You're getting a thousand tags a day. It's really hard, you guys, to show love to every single post, you know, that could that might be their goal, that might be with their track, but it's really hard. But the social media managers and people on those accounts best believe they're in there every day and they're looking and they're remembering people's names. And after a year or two years or three years of you tagging, it gets easier and easier to remember who you are,
0: even with the big brands. Believe me, like if you're liking uh, from ours pictures every day, every day, every day, two months, three months, five months, six months, your name is coming up every freaking day. So. The key is it's a two way street and the same goes for even with your clients, guys, like don't just expect your clients to like and comment your stuff, get involved in their social media life as well. If they post their dog, freaking say, oh my God, so cute. Or they post their kid going to school. You're trying to build a relationship outside of the chair. You're trying to build a relationship beyond the chair. So you have to do that. You can't just expect them to give. you can't be greedy with it. It's a two way street. So I hope that you guys had, I know I had an aha, a couple of aha moments myself. So I hope that you had some aha moments here. I hope that you take your social media seriously, no matter where you're at in your social media journey. Remember all of us started at zero, all of us. And so how quickly you grow, how you grow, who you associate with, it is all up to you on what that looks like. How consistent are you going to be? How dedicated are you? How, um, how involved and engaged are you? Are you posting and ghosting? Do you know who you're talking to? Who is your audience? How are you going to cater your posts for those people? Like, these are all things that I think some of us still don't fully understand and, and I want Tanya, if you don't mind, just to to give some advice to people who maybe think they can't or it's too late or whatever, stuck in this excuse mindset and you're not taking action. Like, what do you say to those people? And then what do you say to the people who are ready but don't know what to do?
1: We are in a social media boom era. We're the first generation of people who have this huge blessing of having our phone in our hands and being able to market ourselves and being able to post something and get in front of a hundred people, people or five hundred people or get in front of a thousand people, get 2000 views on your video where you're showing your skills and your business and to drive people to possibly think of buying from your book with you, right? We're the first generation to do that. It is not too late. Now is the time to do it. The kids are growing up with phones in their hands and guess what's gonna happen? A whole new generation is gonna come soon and they're gonna be, doing their business accounts. And it's going to be literally double diluted than what it is right now. But we have the opportunity to create a name for ourselves and momentum and followers and to become the authority of our industry, whether it's the best hairdresser in Orange County, California, or an educator that works with this brand or somebody that sells courses on how to do hair. Now is the Uh time, no matter where you're at, now is the time to become that. And it's not too late. And if you're ready, just go for it. Because if you do it for a year, you do it for two years, you do it for three years, you do it for my business. Didn't really truly start to grow until you're seven. It takes time for social media to grow, just like for a business to grow. So do it now or you are going to regret in 10 years, you're gonna look back and be like, dang, I yes, knew I, I should
0: have done I it. regret ten years ago not listening to you and posting my work. There were people who were posting their work and their followers grew in. This is why you have these big influencers. They got started 10 years ago. They were smart and they built their following when people were following like this. Everyone. Everybody was now people are stingy with it, and you gotta really like. Earn that follow, um, but it's so important. No matter where you are in your journey, I read a statistic yesterday, and I'm gonna butcher it, but it was something like the newer generation. I don't know is it Z Y M whatever the new young kids. (laughs) Which one (laughs) is it? I don't. I
1: don't know the name. There's like two of them that I don't know.
0: Okay, so whatever they do not use Google to search businesses. They're using TikTok and Instagram. So I know for myself, guys. I will speak from. Gen Z. Okay. I will speak from experience. When I was on the hunt to find a new nail artist, I did not go on Google. I did not go on Yelp. I didn't go on Google my business. I searched hashtag Costa Mesa nails. That's where I work in Costa Mesa. And that is how I found the nail artist. When I was looking for a car wash, hashtag Costa Mesa car wash mobile, something like that is how I am searching. F Google, F Yelp. Like, I want to see what you have and not perfectly curated on Google. So knowing that, how are you going to show up on social to bring in who you're looking for? Right. This is it is so important. Like Tanya said, the time is now. Like, just start. Like I tell my husband and he tells me just fucking do it. JFDI it, JFDI it. Hopefully, this was very valuable. I want to thank you guys for your time. I know this is one of the longer podcast episodes, but I feel like it was full of so many little gold nuggets. Um, Tanya, if people want to reach t- reach out to you or reach you, what is the best way if they do? You, I mean, what, how do they get a hold of you?
1: I spend most of my time on Instagram, guys. So look me up, Tanya Kara underscore T-A-N-Y-A-K-A-R-A underscore. Send me a DM. Let me know you listen to this. And I'd love to meet you guys. And like Ada said, just do it, you guys.
0: Go for it. You can do it. It is so worth it. My son says it all the time. You can do hard things. So is it hard and uncomfortable? Yes. Is it worth it? fuck yes. Um, and like Tanya said, if you guys are listening, do us a favor, get into the habit of social media usage, screenshot your listening or screenshot a part of this podcast that was like a aha moment for you. Post it on your stories. You don't even have to show your face. Tag Tanya, tag me. And guess what? Most likely we're going to repost it. We're going to share it. We're going to share it. And now you are exposed to Tanya's audience. You are exposed to my audience. So Perfect practice screenshot right now. Tag at Tanya Kara underscore tag me at this is Aras. Show us that you're listening. Um, and maybe we can come around and take a look at your Instagram too. Who knows? Bye. Who knows? <laughs> Tanya, thank you so much for taking the time out. Um, I appreciate you and everything that you have done and helping me open my eyes to the value and importance of social media. So I appreciate having you. I, know I appreciate listeners. you. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys. Have a good day. Bye.